Hey, and welcome to another episode of The Drive-In. I'm your host, Aaron Lopez, and this week we are looking at a new children's movie, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. Uh, I was able to sit down with a close friend of mine, Dokia, who has been on the podcast before. She was on a drunk drive-in uh, in March when we did The Luck of the Irish. So it's been a while, uh, but we got her back on to talk about Dora. Uh, brought her on because she's a Spanish teacher, and I thought it would be kind of cool to get that perspective. So we had a good conversation. Um, it was filled with uh, some, some good laughs and whatnot, and uh, hopefully you guys have as much fun listening to it as I did uh, recording it. So uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of The Drive-In. We are we're, we're we're ready to go. Um, how you been? I haven't talked to you in a while. I'm busy. Busy. Some yeah. we are in summer break. For those of you who are uh, uh, teachers, you are probably listening to this on your last day or days. If not, it is your respite from your first week because we're mm-hmm. we're heading back. It's crazy, and it's funny how we never see our teacher friends even in the summer. We say, "Oh yeah, we're gonna hang out," and we never do. No, I think this is the first time that I've mm-hmm. seen you since mid June. Yeah, yeah, when we grabbed a drink. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's been a it's been a couple months. That's crazy. So yeah, Not we're uh, we uh, we decided to go and and uh, we watch Dora and the Lost City of Gold. It's just the Dora movie um, until a second one comes out. If a second one comes out, uh, it didn't seem like it set itself up no, for a second one. Not but, at all. Um, so again, it's been a couple weeks um, since uh, an episode's come out. I was trying to enjoy the last couple of weeks, and also, too, my sister was up in town, and then I went home for a wedding, and it was just busy, so we didn't get to put a couple episodes out, um, but we're back into the swing of things with Dora. Next week, we will be doing um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, which, did you ever read those books growing up? I or? have them setting out for Ryan, from Ryan. Yeah, they're good. I have to read them. You I really know. do. I know. I know. I mean, he really wants me to, so I can see it with him. Yeah. It's, it's not... Because you're not into scary usually, right? But it's it's kind of it's creepy. It's like go- right. children's ghost stories. We're like, oh, that's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Like, um, is it better or worse than like Grimm's Fairy Tales? I think it's better because Rosie's hanging out with us. Um, I think it's better because some of them are humorous and some of them are like really screwed up. Mm. Um, kind of like Wayside. Yeah, Rosie, stop. Get out of my purse. Go, go. Where's your bone? Um, yeah, but so, well, like, my favorite one is, uh, well, the two. There's one called The Viper, which is kind of humorous, and that's a good one. Um, but then one of my other favorite ones is, um, about a, uh, a girl who goes and, it, it's, it's about a, a legend that if you stand on somebody's grave, you'll die. And this girl goes and stands on the grave, and, um she feels something like grab onto her and she's she's like freaking out and she basically gives herself it's not like a, it's like a heart, she heart scares attack herself to death. Yeah. yeah well it's the knife that she brought there's protection she dropped and it pinned her dress to the grave so it's like it's kind of one of those things that like yeah fear you do your own thing yeah we scare ourselves more than actual things scare us um so it's i don't know it's kind of cool but there's some really really iconic ones that you'll like and it so, wouldn't take me long to read yeah it's i mean there there's i think okay. there's three of them and each of them, I, mean, I remember as a kid, I would read like the whole book in an hour, yeah. and that's as a kid. So they're really good. 
so I'll be uh, doing that next one next week with uh, Devin uh, Northworthy, Ben's wife, who Ben's been on the podcast a lot, but Devin hasn't, so that'll be cool. Um, but we, we're here to talk about Dora. So again, if you guys, if this is your first podcast in a while, we've changed the format. Uh, Kelly, last time we, were, we had one with The Lion King, we uh, aren't spending as much time on the uh, the whole plot, but just talking about the movie and talking about things that the movie makes us think of and et cetera, and um, kind of just getting into the flow with that. Um, seemed to do pretty well. It was a little shorter, and um, Rosie's, it's, she's hydrating, so you guys can enjoy listening to that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's 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 a shorter format, but it also um, gets straight to the point. Um, we will keep the drive-in, or the, uh, the trailer review, though, so I'm going to pull those up and see um, if you got the same things. On the trailer? For the trailers, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, only six on this one. I got uh, Abominable, Angry Birds 2, Spies in Disguise, Arctic Dogs, Adam's Family, and Playing with Fire. Did any of those sound familiar? I got Playing with Fire. What was the other one? Abominable, the Angry Birds one. What was that second one? Oh, Spies uh, in Disguise. Arctic Dogs. Arctic Dogs. I don't remember that one. Arctic Dogs <clears throat> looks like a... Um, you remember Open Season? Yeah. It looked like a bad version of that. I don't think um, I had that one. Jeremy Renner plays the main character. Alec Baldwin's in it. You have why? a bunch of just like... Why? It's That's weird. It seems like it's one of those movies that all these people are doing. Because he clearly doesn't need the money. He was, right. You know, they're doing it because they're trying to you know make sure that they're out there for a lot. It's probably easy, quick money because it's voiceover. Right. Uh, hey, why not do it? But um, yeah, of those, I think I'm excited the most for Adam's Family. There was no Adam's Family one either. It's, I, it was the new one, too. Have you seen the new one? Mm-mm. Cousin It is in it. Oh. And it's apparently Snoop Dogg. Who, what? Uh, who plays it, which is funny because you actually hear him talk, and he just makes this squeaky noise. Hmm. So it's kind of like Vin right. Diesel as Groot. Right. You're like, yeah, it's him, but kind well, of. But you know, like, it was super cool when he did I Am Groot, because he did it, he knew it was going to be in all these other languages. Mm-hmm. So he said it in all these other languages, so they didn't have to have, like, a voice actor. He also, I remember he said that, like, it really helped him with Paul Walker's death. And I'm like, it's it. interesting because it's it's a character, I mean, Groot, yes, is, I mean, we're getting off topic, but Groot is one of those characters that is more relatable than you would expect mm-hmm. a character who's a tree and says one thing. Right. But it's still, a, it's kind of interesting to think of how that could help someone with grief. I don't know. But it did. And that's awesome. Um, so of those, though, what are you most excited for? I'm kind of excited about the... Is it the Yeti one, the Abdominable? Abdominable, yeah. Yeah. That one looked kind of cute. That's Pixar, isn't it? Yeah. Or not Pixar, um, DreamWorks. There was another Pixar one. A new Pixar one. Oh, the, um, the one that takes, like, the magical stuff and they make it, like, mundane. Oh, like, what is that called? Yeah, like, the um, that's Chris Pratt and Tom Holland. Yeah, that um, one was the one I was actually looking forward to. Did you have that one on this? Yeah. I, ha- I didn't have it with this, Which I've but, seen that trailer before, anyway. Um. It looks super cute. Yeah, Tom Holland Tom is also Holland. in Spies in Disguise. Yeah, which is interesting. It doesn't look good. It doesn't no. look bad though. To no. me. Like I'm, I'm kind of excited to see Will Smith as a pigeon. Yeah, that'll be really interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. Will Smith is getting into some movies again. Like yeah. we were, t- um, we we're talking about it because I've got the '90s radio station and he popped up, um, and I'm like, yeah, whatever happened to Will Smith? He doesn't really mm-hmm. do as much anymore. He, you know. His acting stuff is is not as oh it's onward, onward. onward yeah, onward looks really good. Yeah, looks really funny. <clears throat> okay, yeah, I say um, Adam's Family for me. I think, and I still haven't found proof of this, but at one point in time, I thought that it was going to be a Netflix movie. Mm. I don't know why I thought that. I still haven't found proof, so it might have been a dream. Probably. 
Probably. So. So we saw Dora in the Lost City of Gold. Um, again, if you're listening to this, spoilers might happen. We don't know. Um, so if you haven't listened, if you haven't watched it yet, then you probably don't want to listen to this. Um, but uh, we're not going to do like a spoiler-free summary or anything. I mean, you can't really spoil much with this movie. There were a couple like defined plot twists. I saw them coming a mile away. Oh, literally. But I was asked what I thought about it. I was like, it was cute, yeah. but very predictable. Yes. Mm-hmm. I will go on the record saying it was a good kids movie. Yeah. If I was a middle schooler oh, yeah. or younger, I would have thought this movie was awesome. And it would made me want to be an archaeologist even more. Yeah. And it was, there were a lot of moments in it that were playing toward the older crowds too. Yeah. It wasn't just, you know, a movie that you have to sit through. And Nickelodeon yeah. does that really well. Yeah. Like SpongeBob. Yep. So. Um, so what were your overall thoughts of the movie? Like, you know, we don't have to worry about any, any like spoilers or anything. Right. Just what did you think? Um, again, I thought it was cute. I thought it was a good kids movie. Um, I was one of two adults in the theater and the other two people were children. So. Well, you saw it on a Sunday, Sunday. afternoon. Okay. Matinee. Like, that's fine. Um, but I, I liked seeing Michael Pena in something different. I thought that was good. Yeah. Um, I did like how you can tell they didn't take themselves too seriously. That was cool. With the Dora stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, when they go through, like, the, the flower forest or whatever, and they get, like, stoned. That was... Do, like, the cartoon. I was like, this is really funny. When they when they actually pulled in old, like, mm-hmm. cartoon Dora mm-hmm. into it, I about lost it. Yep. I was dying. Yep. Um, I was like, this is amazing. I, I was sitting in a, a very crowded... I went Friday morning, though. So I was like, yeah. But very crowded. Um, tons of kids. Uh, but no one laughed at the things that I laughed at because we're like we're adults, I guess, and we're not t- locking, you know, uh, laughing about the um, what was like the her having to poop in the rainforest or anything like that. Well, like, well, and then like the poop song yeah. and um, it's very much for kids. My favorite line in the whole thing uh, when she's talking about the poison frog, mm-hmm. she goes, "Can you say severe neural toxicity?" Yeah. I, was, I loved it. I was laughing so loud. So I was getting looks. And yep. I'm like, I don't care. I knew my, that they were going to poke fun at those parts. My two favorite lines. Again, spoiler, I'm a Spanish teacher. Right? Yes, we didn't. Well, and so, okay. That was not the only reason why I said, hey, you should do Dora. But it didn't hurt. No. Because I was going to say, like, what is, and we'll need to talk about this because I forgot um, about this different element. But, like, Dora is used as a learning tool. Like, right. So, what did, what did you, okay. Let's, let's go back because okay. I, I think... So, as a language yes. teacher, my two favorite lines were when they're, like, speaking Spanish to each other, and the white kid in the group, what was his name? I don't remember. Um, I'll find it. Okay. The white kid was like, man, I wish I took, he's like, I took Mandarin, I wish I took Spanish. And I laughed really hard at that. Oh, they were talking about, um, the journal or something like that, like, she's reading something off the journal. They were in the Jeep. Mm-hmm. And then the second one was when she... You could tell she wanted to say the word shit in Spanish, but instead she said miércoles, and I was like, oh, that's my new favorite thing to say in class now. Um, was it Randy? Randy. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so there was the one, there was, I don't remember what it is, but they said a, a line that was, um, what's it called if it sounds like the English word? It's like, so it's oh, a cognate. A cognate. So it was a cognate of something, and it was like correcto or something. Oh, yeah. And he goes, Yeah, I got that one. Yeah. Because, you know, because yeah. um, Sammy, the, um, you had Sammy, 
right? I think yeah, Sammy, Sammy was the... Honorable... Yeah. Yep. So Sammy and Randy, mm-hmm. Diego, Diego and Dora. Dora. Um, and it was, it, was, it was cool. I thought it was really interesting how mm-hmm. they incorporated a decent amount of Spanish, mm-hmm. but they, they didn't always have everything uh, voiced over, or um, subtitled. Right. Um, once they did it like once or twice, they didn't make a huge deal about doing it again. Mm-hmm. Like, so cousin, like mm-hmm. did at the beginning, if you weren't paying attention, mm-hmm. you didn't get it. Welcome to Spanish class. Right? You get one. Yep. Everybody gets one and then you have to figure it out yourself. Granted, Primo is one you can't mention, but that's just me. Well, yeah, but yeah. And it's a context one. It is. Um, so one of the questions I was going to ask that I forgot to, but we're going back, so it's okay. Um, is what did... What were some of the, not with this particular movie, but this kind of dealing with it, what are some of the um, the shows that you remember watching that were like the learning shows as a kid? So like oh for, for me, my like top three, this is my healthiest, think of it, uh, in, in, in order, I'd say, for as a kid, uh, Barney was huge for me. I loved Barney. I watched Barney all the time. You hate I I, hated I don't like Barney now. I'm like right. this is annoying. But like I remember watching as a kid and being like, what is? I was so me? into it. I sang all the songs. Oh, I loved it. Um, Sesame Street mm-hmm. and then Wishbone. Mm. Those were my three because I was just I was really right. into those. And then I remember um, there was one called Between the Lions, which was um, it was oh, in a I library. Vaguely remember that one. Big yep. grammar one. Um, it, well, I mean these are getting a little newer, but like Dragon Tales mm-hmm. was another good one. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what was the one I was thinking of? Um, Reading Rainbow. Reading Rainbow was fantastic. Loved Reading Rainbow. They need to bring that one back. He has a podcast now where he reads stories he reads, to adults. Yes, I heard about that. I have it downloaded. I have not listened to one yet, but I have it downloaded, ready to go. I feel like that would be a good one to to either wake up or go to bed to. Yeah, like it's his voice. It's just fantastic. Yeah. Um, what were some other ones I watched? We weren't allowed to watch a lot. Even like the educational ones. Sesame Street. Um, can you think of what else? Wishbone. What was the one with the lamb chop? Oh, lamb chop. Yeah. Um, lamb chop and friends. Yeah. So I'm trying yeah. to think. It was like that doesn't sound right, but yeah, it is. Um, oh man, I forgot about lamb chop. Magic school bus. Mm-hmm. That was a big one. Liked magic school bus yeah. a lot. Yeah. So and that's something too is it's that hasn't gone away. Right. Um, you know, I have conversations with people all the time about like 90s kids versus kids today. Yeah. That's one of the things. A lot of them have changed, mm-hmm. but they're essentially doing the same thing. Right. Like Blue's Clues was a good like middle ground oh, one. Love Blue's Clues. I, I babysat a kid just to watch Blue's Clues with him. Yeah, Blue's Clues and uh, Dragon Tales are ones that I remember watching in like high school mm-hmm. or middle school. It was way beyond my age range, right. but I was like, this is still fun. interesting. Yeah. And I had a little sister when I when I was in eighth grade is when Gabby was born. Mm-hmm. So like she was watching a lot of those mm-hmm. when I was going into high school. Mm-hmm. So I saw a lot of those. Um, so Rosie wants some attention. She's she just Hi. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay, good. Is it because the cat won't give you attention? Yeah, she she's bored. You? I know. Life is hard as a dog. Okay, down. Hey, get down. You don't need to go on the table. Rosie, come here. I'm sorry, I'm not much of a dog person. I try. She's, she's I don't a, know what to do with dogs. Rosie's a handful. She's a lot. Rosie, go lay down. Hey, go lay down. She just went to the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that that's one of those cool things. And I like that what Dora has done that through... For, for many years. A lot of generations, yeah. Trying to actually figure out. Looking I up watched Dora, Dora before Diego came on the scene. It's like Diego wasn't a thing when I was watching it. 2000. Yep. Dora's been around 
since 2000. If it gives you any insight, SpongeBob has been around since 1999. So it's only a wow. year later. And everyone talks about how long SpongeBob's right. been around. Um, yeah, Diego got his own show in 2005. So, um, I mean, it's been a long time. Um, a lot of people grew up on it. I mm-hmm. mean, you look at all of our kids that we're teaching oh, yeah. now, they absolutely grew oh, up my on Dora. God. Every year I have at least two or three kids who are like, I learned that from Dora. And yeah. I'm like, good. At least so, you're learning something. What were your thoughts on, so in the film, they had it happen a couple different times. The, the crossover between elements from the show mm-hmm. and elements from the movie, such as like the map, mm-hmm. um, boots, those kinds of moments. I got a kick out of how she was acting in high school. Hola, soy Dora. Just walking like, through the crowd. Yeah, just walking through the crowd. Soy Dora. Hola. And that then, like, at the end, when she was leaving school, she'd be like, good job today, everybody. Buen trabajo. I was like, oh, my gosh. She, That's what I like. They didn't take them so seriously. Yes. Well, and, and to me, my absolute favorite part about that element is when, as a kid, uh, she's sitting at the table mm-hmm. and it's like, can you say delicioso? And she's looking into the camera but it's the wall, and, right. the, and the mom and dad um, are just like, like Who? it's a face. She'll grow yeah. out of it. It's all right. And her dad tries it to see if anybody's there, and there's no one. Yeah. He, even, oh, he says, Delicioso. And, like, and, like turns. turns. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was, I, I, I enjoyed the fact they didn't take themselves seriously, yep. um, including later on with, um, what was the boy, the guy's name? Francisco. Um, uh, Randy. Uh, Randy. Randy. <laughs> Randy was um, talking about, like, the movie. In movies, this happens all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, like the jungle puzzles and stuff? Yeah, jungle puzzles. And there were, like, two or three different jungle puzzles that he was expecting to work in a certain mm-hmm. way. And then some of them did, some of them didn't. Um, speaking of Randy, so he was one of the only non-Hispanic characters to have a prominent role. What were your thoughts on that? Because I know that's a big, like speaking point with this with this movie Mm -hmm. i thought it was cool i liked the way they that they did it like they didn't make it like he's obviously the only you know Mm -hmm. not hispanic guy um and they they took his i think they did his character well as well as they could with Mm -hmm. not really having tons of character development anyway yeah um but i thought yeah and as a high school teacher i was like oh he's such an awkward high school boy it's okay well, and it was cool because I think if you if you have an entire Hispanic cast, you start to lose like some of the reality of the like the real world mm-hmm. application mm-hmm. versus you know having some of these characters you know and there were plenty of of non Hispanic characters, mm-hmm. um, but not in prominent roles. Boots. So you know, Boots, you know, but Boots was Hispanic. Oh, his voice. Yeah, um, okay. it was um, Danny Trejo. Uh, which I thought yeah. that wasn't a surprise though because they, that actually came out a long time ago. Oh, drop it. I just I was like I don't know why Boots just suddenly needs to talk, but that's okay. I think the reason for it was just so they could get keep Danny, going Danny right. Trejo into the movie. Oh, that makes sense too. <laughs> because if they, he's one of those like he's been a a very prominent Hispanic actor in the this the movie mm-hmm. scene for a long mm-hmm. time. So between him and then right. I, I had to wait because I couldn't figure it out. But um, Benicio del Toro was Swiper. Oh, okay. Which that was that weird because Swiper talked the whole time. Yeah, and, and no Swiper one seemed only to have issues. Literally says Swiper no, like he just says Swiper. Like he doesn't say anything. Did he ever say "Oh man"? He said "Oh man," that's it. Okay, because he he definitely. Well, no, I'm saying in the movie. Because he it, did once. Okay, 
I was just trying to make sure they, they gave that. I think it was like once or twice, but it wasn't like... Yeah. Oh, and then we didn't even talk about this. The very beginning of the movie starts with a uh, disclaimer from yeah. like, the Fox Association. I was, yeah, I was laughing and everybody else in the theater was like, what? Well, it's, you know, right? She's going to pull She's out. going to pull you off the chair. You can let go at any point if you're like, yeah, and she'll just bring it back to you. Um, so while recording this, we're also babysitting Rosie. Um, no, I thought I, th- I enjoyed that because it, it got us into the movie in a playful mm-hmm. way. Right. Again. And that they showed themselves right away that they're not taking it seriously. Yeah. That they're not trying to, like, make, like, a Dora live action type thing. Yes. Because it wasn't, and it wasn't a li- live action. Mm-hmm. The very beginning of it played off yeah. of that because, you know, they had the song and they had everything going with it. Um, they actually, from what I could tell... The opening sequence up until like it broke mm-hmm. and it went to like them in the cardboard box. Was, that was the opener. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I say it's been a long time since I've seen it, yeah. so I wasn't sure. Yeah. So that was cool, and I, and as opposed to it's it's funny that this is the second movie that I've seen dealing with like a childhood thing because Lion King Lion was King. almost too much. Yep. Like the original. That's what this I've heard. one. Yeah. This one just gave some homage here and there. Yeah. So. And it was it was fun for us to watch having seen Dora from the beginning. Yeah. I think. And again as a high school teacher. So will would you use elements of this movie in your classroom? I might like use it as references to things, because that's what I tend to do with my kids anyway. Um and you know, especially the ones who have seen it, I might say, oh, so, like, there's this name of something. What would you... What was the name? Pata? Uh, Parapata. Parapata, right? So, like, how would that take come apart? Like, Parapata, Pata's duck. Mm-hmm. And Para, it could be stop or for. So, So, Parapata means for ducks. Yep. Which I don't know why. And it could just be because it was... I did like their inclusion of Quechua. I thought yes. that was cool. I, I liked that. I liked the... A lot of the lower, like, mm-hmm. that was, and that's something, too, is they're not going to make fun of or, and it wasn't going to be made fun of anyway, but um, kind of marginalize the cultural yep. uh, importance of some of these situations. Yep. Um, you know, it, Which it, did happen when we were growing up. Oh, absolutely. I think Dora itself was appropriation. Yep. Like, you had some of the characters, like, when the grandma came and Diego was like, I know you're trying to be, I know you're trying to be pretty, like aware of what's going on you're trying to be uh sensitive to certain things but it kind of felt at times like you're using this as hey you're teaching spanish so make it as spanish as mm-hmm. it can be oh yeah so yep this didn't feel like that though um okay let's see here did you stay till the end i did did because... you stay till the end credit like till the end credit started because they started playing like um um spanish pop music yeah, so right after, they did, like, the, the very much High School Musical-esque Yeah, I know. Well, I was like, what is this? Um, but did you say to the very, very, very mm-hmm. end? Yeah, mm-hmm. with the three uh, bugs? No, I didn't see that. So, the very end of the credits. I was the last one in the theater and the only adult, and I didn't want people to think I was weird. <laughs> well, I was, I was looking up. So, first thing that goes into my phone within, like, seconds of the movie being done is anything after movie. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's nothing. Like, all right, right. cool. Let's head out. Um... But I'll, I stayed in there like, there is something. It's not a post-credits. It may not be worth it. 
But if you're going to stick around, stick around. And so at the very end of every episode, you had the cricket, the snail, and like the grass oh, or the yeah. slug. Or they're yeah. like three bugs. And they came out to the middle, did their like dun 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 dun, dun mm-hmm. and then went off and bowed and went off. Because that's what happens at the yeah, end of every episode. Yeah, that's cute. And it was, it was actually the cartoons. It wasn't like yeah, a like CGI a thing, yeah. real version or something. Oh, that's um, cute. Really not worth staying, but right. uh, yeah. It was, okay, so I didn't. So you didn't, you didn't really miss anything. I didn't risk my reputation in the theater as... Well, I mean, you sat in through a kid's movie by you yourself already, which I did too. It's funny because the people... But you at least had other people there. Yeah. I looked really awkward. I got to the pop... I got to the concessions and they're like, hey, what are you seeing today? And I was like, oh, yeah, Dora. And they're like, cool, by yourself or with somebody <laughs> else? And I was like, I was by myself, doing it for my podcast. And they're like, oh, okay. Like, because it made more sense that yeah. way rather than yeah. just this grown-ass man sitting through Dora. It's a little more acceptable for me, I guess. I yeah. could have just, I could have just spoke Spanish if anybody asked me, and they would have been no, like, "No, no, habla uh, inglés." Look at you with your one. I voice. do remember. See, that's something too. That did you remember more than you thought you did hearing them talk? Yes, I, I never had an issue with vocabulary, like going through. Because um, you watched Dora. Yes, actually. Um, I found out my Spanish teacher is now, like, one of the head deans at my high school. Because my sister goes there. Yeah. And she's like, oh, did you ever have so-and-so? I'm like, yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Senor, Senor Moore and Senor Castro were my two. And I had I had a couple of Interesting. Other you had two male teachers. I had two male, two female of my hmm. four years. So. That's, a, that's an interesting You don't question. usually see male uh, Spanish teachers. Mm-mm. So. Which, I mean, is good. Yeah. You, yeah. Oh, Castro was awesome. Castro was probably my favorite. Sorry, Mr. Moore, Senor Moore, if you're listening, listening to, this, to this. If it just happened to. And you just made him cry. <clears throat> I do remember, though, um, he was the one who showed us Destinos. I told you about, like, the, Oh, this, yeah. This, uh, that really... was our first conversation, yeah. dude. You were like, hey, oh, I have this Destinos thing. Destinos was, like, life-changing to me because it was created in the style of something like if i was just a native speaker watching something that on tv but it was done at a pace that i could understand so like the first couple episodes they they didn't say a whole lot and when they did it was a little slower Mm -hmm. conversationally was pretty you know pretty slow and then it got it caught up and Mm -hmm. so by the end you're like you knew what was going on because you've been paying attention to it this whole time i wonder i I don't even know if i could still have access to it i think destinos is on all online because we're kind of old yeah, Dest- I mean, Destino- you put in Destinos and it's one of the first things that pops up. An introduction to Spanish. It's a television. Yeah, you can watch it all online, um, all the episodes. Six out of ten on IMBD. I mean, it's not bad. <clears throat> it's first episode from 1992. It's old. It's very old. But when you like, when you look at it, it's a, the. I mean, we're off the rails at this point. <laughs> But which let's talk about Spanish. Yeah. Um, so like the first, I don't know how long each episode. Let's say it's a half hour episode. First twenty minutes is plot. Okay. Then there's a five minute um, Q and A, and then there's a recap with um, in English. Hmm. We usually skip the recap in English because we were Spanish. We it, it was Spanish right. four, which is the oh, highest level yeah. there. And then you could talk about it in class. Yeah. <clears throat> but the questions would be in English, but you have to answer them in Spanish. Mm-hmm. So it was like, all right, so what was one of the things that you like? What was the name of the restaurant that they went to? Mm-hmm. And they would make a big ass deal of it during the point. So you're like, right, like, oh, let's go to Applebee's. Yeah. Yes, let's go to. Applebee's, yeah. And then after the question, they'd show you in there where it was. Sometimes mm-hmm. if it was something a little more complex, it would say, you know, conversationally, this happened. Yeah. 
what did they mean? And so they'll play the conversation, and it was quicker, so you have to listen, and then they do the answer. So Interesting. It was cool. I loved it. If uh, You had vocabulary, grammar, and it was interesting because it was about like a, a guy who was on his deathbed, and he had like a secret family, and they were trying to like – but it wasn't like – like shady. Oh. He just he you found he had out when family in his basement. Or well, what? no, it was it was so when he was much younger, he met someone mm. and fell in love, and you know stuff. You know, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, had yeah. a kid. Like there was all these different things, and then something happened. Um, they split up. They split up, and he went on to marry someone else. And that whole family yeah. now was finding out about his past, and like we have more relatives, and they're like, gotcha. We want you know it wasn't shady or, right. or weird. Um, but it was it was interesting because every time you'd be like, oh, more's coming out, and she, they hired a detective to try to find her, and that's your protagonist is you're following mm. the detective as she goes around, and hmm. she's got to look up like, and so when you think of a detective, you're like, oh, so um, addresses. You're a detective looking for things right. is very similar to a tourist yeah. in Spain or Mexico or looking for mm-hmm. places. So mm-hmm. it worked. Ask your questions. You know, who are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's your name? So if you guys uh, want to catch up on some nice, old-fashioned 1990s Spanish soap operas and learn some Spanish at the same time. Spanish soap operas made for students of Spanish. Yes. Yes. Go to uh, go to Google and just put in Destinos. D-E-S-T-I-N-O-S. Andre would probably enjoy this. He actually, I think he's just getting over strep. So by the time this comes oh. out, he's probably going to be back at work. Perfect. So. But Dre, if you want to waste some of the company's time, go to go learn some more Spanish. Um, even though you, you speak it enough, um, like as much as you do, Kim, Kim should listen to it. Yeah. So then, way her and Drake can yell at each other in Spanish. In Spanish. Perfect. Um, but yeah, just it is funny because Desinos was the first email I sent you. I was like, because we were talking yeah. in the hallway. I was yeah. like, I'll send you something. Yeah. And then after that, like the rest is history. Yeah. Now anybody who starts talking to one of us starts just talking to both of us. Well, it's funny too because I'll tell I'll tell Jordan this that. The first place somebody looks that are looking for one of us mm-hmm. is in the other's room. Mm-hmm. Not always, but often that's where. Yeah, or we know where the other person is. Oh yeah, so. yeah. So and so went. Yeah, yeah. So, um, okay. Let's last couple of things because one of the the major elements of the movie that we haven't talked about at all is um, the the friend um, uh, Alejandro, um, who was. <clears throat> predictably very yeah very predictably the bad guy um i think they did a decent job of when they were they hit it well up until the point where he flat out said i'm a bad guy because he was he thought he was gonna die so he had a, he had a, a yeah, moment i don't know why they had to have that though i don't know why they did because that was just weird other than the fact that like it did make everybody uncomfortable of why this adult was crying <laughs> I don't. It even made me uncomfortable. I and was he's like bawling too, but that's okay. So I have no problem with the fact that he he has this moment of like of you know being like oh my god I was I almost right. just died. Okay, that's very natural. But they if they wouldn't have told me at that point in time that he's like he's no he's like no you don't get it I'm a bad guy you know then I would have been like I wasn't completely sold that he was a bad guy until the flat the moment we flat out says he's he's a bad guy. So, I but, see, but here's the thing. I didn't because, and this is the only reason, because the guy who played Powell, um, Tamira Morrison, he's a pretty prominent actor. He's he, a bad guy. He was the um, the Hispanic, well, he's not Hispanic. He's, he's um, from New Zealand. So, 
He just he was the first bald guy. Yes, he's pretty prominent. And so the other guy, the black bad guy, mm-hmm. I didn't know who he was. I don't have I have not seen him before. This other guy, he was um and he was Jango Fett in the Star Wars movies, the the prequels. He was just in um. Aquaman as the father as Aquaman's father. Okay. So like he's he's not a uh, oh he's also the father in Moana. So like he's mm. been in some things. So I was like oh he's gonna be the bad guy and him and um, Swiper who were like a mm-hmm. tandem mm-hmm. they are gonna be the bad guys. Mm-hmm. So it made sense for me until like they flat out say oh no you don't get it I'm the bad guy and you're like and then try to make it a surprise later. When I know like, that was weird. I was like, because mm. that would have been the time for him to be like, no, you don't understand. Like, I am here to blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. That would have been a good now, time to do it. let me help you yeah. save your parents. That, see, that would have been a little, like, I don't know. I don't know if that would have been more predictable. Maybe a little more comfortable because we expected it that way. Yeah. But the fact that they were, he was like, no, 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 I'm a bad guy. And she's like, no, 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 you're not. And then they run into that old woman in the forest, which was, I thought, kind of cool. She okay. I like that whole storyline mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. the um, the secret guard. I don't mm-hmm. know what they were called. Um, was it catch-all word? Yeah, it was. Well, and then the fact that Dora knew uh, Incan language mm-hmm. and like how that was all utilized—that was pretty. I cool. thought that when remember at the end when they were she said something to Dora and he was like, "Oh, what did she say?" And Dora was like, "Oh, that we need to stay on the path." I thought she said something to her there, and maybe she did. Hmm. And it was cut out, but it did, didn't. It seem like she had said something, and Dora was like, "Oh, we just need to stay on the path." Yeah, because it, it seemed like she told. Well, because it's funny too, because later on, the I mean, the old woman becomes the like the mm-hmm. princess of uh, the Incan princess. Mm-hmm. Which this movie, for all the good that it did for me, one thing that really confused me was the the imbalance between magic being okay and normal and weird weird things happening was normal and the situations where you're like wait hold on wait did that happen and so i think that what they tried to do and i think Mm -hmm. it hits on that a couple times everybody in dora's world sees those things as normal right everybody outside so like sammy and uh, randy Mm -hmm. um they they see like they're talking about like that fox just talked. Why is no one else freaking out about that? And then <laughs> I think it's kind of magic realism, though. It's a way of taking magic realism to kids sooner. Because if you notice, everybody but those two mm-hmm. were fine with what was going on. But so then, why at the beginning make it their imagination where all this kids. happens? I know, but then so like that's where I'm confused. Is because it's what's imagination? What's real? Like magic realism. Isn't that the question? See? It's always the question when I try teaching magic realism. Well, but, and it's just, I know. I get it. I understand magic realism. We just don't understand it culturally as much as other people. Yeah. I mean, okay. I can agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, culturally, we're just not growing up with it as much as other cultures are. So, like, the fact that they did so much with, like, the magic stuff that you're talking about, like, for them, they were like, oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. The old woman turned. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I think, and this might throw this conversation into a different sphere, but I think that our European magic realism is religion, but mm-hmm. you can't call it magic realism because then that makes it seem like it's fake. 
and if you if it's fake then it's not real right. and then what's faith mean like so then but i think that like all those stories of well how was the sun created how did the earth get created how did the earth get created some random person in the sky pointed and made something that's magic realism but if you look at it in the sense of religion you're like that's not magic realism because that's yeah. how it is yeah but it's weird because magic realism denoted by marquez yes is not religion at all it's a it's a blend of religion and reality religion magic and reality yeah like if you think of a hundred years of solitude yeah and that's like whenever i i use um beloved we talk about mm-hmm. it being probably a very close connection to magic realism well now you can use oscar Wilde. i can again oscar well, i will be doing oscar Wilde and beloved this year what yeah just Look those two you. i'm just gonna focus there um rosie took a nap now she's up again Uh-oh. but i was wondering why it was so quiet yeah see it, it gets very quiet when she's and she'll go hang out on the couch and sleep for a bit more um okay so i'm trying to see let's see yeah we can start talking about this at the end here so what do you think the um the critics gave this on um on rotten tomatoes so being i don't know what the cutoff is um but being and we can even say um instead of it being like a percent we can do a percentage or you can either do certified fresh rotten or uh, what's the third one it's just like destroyed it's just it's fine um do the percent what do you think percentage was so Rotten Tomatoes is notorious for being critical, right? Yes, they do have like a different thing one, now. Yeah. Like, cause so now you've got a you have a critics review, and then you have a verified ratings review. In Which order to do like, the verified one, you have to show that you bought a ticket. Oh, so it used to have like thousands of people right. would go into it even before the movie came out. It would right. skew the the ratings. Now okay. you have to show that you bought the ticket. So I would probably say. 70? Is that for critics or audience? I don't know. You just said one. So, okay. So the critics or the audience? What do you think? Because audiences usually... More popular. Like movies more. Okay, so 70 for critics. And probably... 80, 85 for audience? So all critics gave it an 81%. Top critics, which is like 17 people, gave it a 71. So you're not too far. The audience score gave it an, an 89%. Look at me. Yeah. So. Which isn't bad. No, that's. And again, I think that when you're looking at this movie, you're not expecting it to be something that a, a group of adults would go and see and enjoy. Right. Not like Endgame or. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's not. It's not a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's not action. But when you look at it, it has a little bit mm-hmm. of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, done so in a really nice filter for kids. Can we talk about how awkward the teachers were in the movie, though? Oh, all the time. Like, yeah. Like, all especially the at the end when they're, like, holding the rave sticks and, like, walking around doing... I'm like, no teachers do that. No. And the really, really awkward ones do that, like, one teacher at a school does that. Yeah, it... The, there so was I'm at sorry, the, I had to say that. They're at the museum... Yeah, and, and he's like, I'm going to go to the go, cafeteria and oh, ponder my life choices. And I was like, well. Like, I, I've worked in public school, 
and that that was pretty clearly a public school. Yeah. And so yeah, not a, and there's got to be a lot of teachers in a public school setting that are like, what am I doing with my mm-hmm. life? Um. So I think it was funny. It, they didn't. Oh, it wasn't overkill. Um. You know, once they got and it's pretty quickly that mm-hmm. they got out of the LA setting, mm-hmm. went back to the jungle setting. Um. It became more about the five mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Um. But I have to say that I'm sorry. Yeah, Michael Pena's um. Again, I laughed at it because it's funny, but uh, the trailers strike again and ruin a really funny moment with his, uh, what are, the rave. He went on for two or three minutes. Oh my gosh, it was um, awesome. And his wife, Ava, Ava Longoria, was like starting to kind of get along with it. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. <laughs> and it was pretty good. Yeah. I thought he did a really good job yeah. of like <laughs> what rave music sounds yep. like. And she's like, it's going to start like this. And he like did it where it was like getting quiet and mm-hmm. getting louder. <laughs> He's like, go get it. Boom. Face drop. Yeah. It's pretty funny. I thought he did a good job. No, and I I thought that both of them, uh, Mm -hmm. Longoria and Pena, did a really good job as, like, portraying both parents who want their child to be adventurous Mm -hmm. and, like, learn and explore Mm -hmm. and learn, you know, experience the world, but also realistic parents Mm -hmm. who are also kind of... Helicoptery in mm-hmm. some ways, and also weeping when their child is starting to take more independent moves <laughs> at the end. Because yeah, so Dora decides at the end that she doesn't want to go on the adventure with them. She wants to go on her own adventure to high school mm-hmm. um, and examine the indigenous people of high school. Yes, and they are like, "Oh yeah, that sounds good." Mm-hmm. And she leaves, and then, okay, that was the only thing. All right, that's a weird, weird ending to the movie. Yep, very weird. Like the movie flat out ends with the parents crying and her going back, like. Yep. Just in the background, going yeah. back to the group of friends. I mean, if you wanted to say, you could maybe say that the end of the movie is is the dance. the dance, but it was to That's the credits. Weird. Yeah. Um, it did give us a lot of answers to what was going on. Like we saw what was happening with um, with Alejandro, mm-hmm. like where he ends up. Mm-hmm. Um, the parents are mm-hmm. back and they're packing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, even then, yeah. So yeah, it was just a bizarre ending. It was yep. it was an ending that felt like they were okay with, but they had a different ending. What happened to the rest of the bad guys? Mm. Alejandro was seemed to be like the mastermind behind it. Also, he ends up like being taken, right? Yeah. And we have no idea what happens to the rest of them. Did they die in the jungle? Well, because they were there when they um, when they like bound and like walked everybody right. up. Um, the last time we see them, isn't it when, with the yo-yo? Right before, yeah. When he gets yo-yoed again, which I thought again, was funny. Yeah. And yeah. I think that was the last time until the credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that's bizarre. There's a lot of plot holes. Well, and I thought when, when one of them happened, I was like, okay, it well, when I thought one was going to happen, I almost lost it. When the, the stone rolls away mm-hmm. and that's when you have the, the ink and, Mm-hmm. people come through i thought it was going to be like swiper and all of them yeah and i was like okay hold on right. they had to go through all this and there's like a side door that they right. know about like no that's not it would have been better if they had if all these like warriors and people come through right and then the rest of the bad guys are like tied up yeah with them we like didn't... oh we got them blah 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 <laughs> Look at us. no we have no idea what was okay so uh, this might be something culturally that you know you've heard of Water was the thing that the Incans treasured most. Mm-hmm. Why? It was a symbol, well, a symbol of life, but also the symbol of, like, afterlife. 
Okay. So a lot of Mayan and Aztec um, ruins now have what they call cenotes, which are like really deep underwater ponds, okay. underwater underground ponds. And they were used, and people would throw donations in there because they thought that was the afterlife. So, um, Emperor's New Groove, where they're, like, yeah. throwing all this stuff into Al Shibamba or whatever. Yeah. That's a sinote. Okay. Because they never so, gave us that. No, that. they don't. And but it's one of those weird. things. It's very much of, like, it's a symbol of life and death. It's okay. kind of, like, a sign of the fluidity of everything. Yeah. Well, and Which see, they that was, could have said. They could have given us something. Because, like, right. the I honestly was, like, Even oh. something in, like... When she was reading the journal and saying, oh, like, mm-hmm. well, they say here, blah, 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 blah. Because it was weird because the only other time we had seen water was with the aqueducts. And yeah. I was like, that's just good irrigation. Yeah. Like, that's just mm-hmm. innovation. That's not something that you uh, value over right. all. So I was confused with it. But I'm like, I figure it has something to do with nature or life because it's water. Right. Um, but yeah, they, they didn't really give much of that. Um, but they're even discovering new this. Really? Yeah, it's really cool. They just discovered a new one under Chichen Itza. Where's that? Mexico. Okay. I know some of the cities. I don't know them all. Isn't your last name Lopez? Half of it is. Mm. Half of it. Um, okay. I'm looking to see if there's anything else. Um, go ahead and give it... Let's. We'll figure out what do we want our ranking system this time to be. Um, one out of five golden monkeys. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Or boots. No, that wasn't. All right. So one out of five gold monkeys. Uh, what's your ranking and why? I would say, I'm going to say three. Three out of five. Because it was fun. Something that like, yeah, I could watch with, you know, like my own children, not mm-hmm. like my students. Um, and it's kind of fun living through something that, or that we kind of dealt with when we were growing up. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give it a... I'll, I'll also give it a 3 out of 5 Golden Monkeys because I think that it was good for what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could have been a lot worse. You know, it could have been one mm-hmm. of those um, kids' movies that is directed for kids, mm-hmm. only meant for kids. You sit through, the plot points are so obvious. The jokes are, are very like the childish. Too. Yeah, like, in the, you know, some of these... I just got done this past week watching Lego Movie 2. I hadn't seen it yet. Um, that one is one of those movies that is similar to this mm-hmm, where mm-hmm. it's not meant for i you know it's not really meant for the kid mm-hmm. kids it's meant for the kids growing up mm-hmm. with these things who are now adults and, and seeing, par- yeah and parents who, watching it with the kids yes. and still being able to enjoy it yeah so that's and you know me me my legos yeah and, and that's and those are those those are those really cool mm-hmm. movies but then you have the ones like ugly dolls which is like get as many characters or people like kelly clarkson okay yeah. we'll put her in here or the like, trolls movies the trolls movies um well, like Arctic dogs, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, where you're just getting people in there mm-hmm. and you're saying, oh, animation's cheaper than doing live action. Let's do that mm-hmm. and put a movie out. Right. Um, so this is one of those that I think they did a really good job mm-hmm. of, of Agreed. putting together a good cast, putting together um, a fun script that um, didn't leave out the adults who had to have taken the children mm-hmm. to the movies. Also a fun tidbit. The rainforest she mentioned mm-hmm. when she was like, "Save the rainforest," and she's like, "Which ones?" And she names off all of these other actual rainforests. Yeah, that was because <laughs> she's like, "Um, all of them. They're they're <laughs> killing them." She's like, "Actually, with proper re uh, plant or replanting <laughs> yeah. and this and that, we can save them th- through the year twenty twenty five. Which she was a surprisingly well adjusted homeschool child from the Amazon. 
Yes. But at the same time, I think... Well, and, okay, well, I'm going to go out on this line, which I think is one of the best lines, is Diego uh, and her get into a fight mid-movie. And she says, you know, quit being so weird. You know, can't you just be normal? She's like, I can only be one thing, and that, I only know how to be me. And that was a really mm-hmm. cool line. And that's mm-hmm. one of the thing is, is like, you could put her in certain schools, and mm-hmm. she would get eat, eaten up. In other schools... She's just kind of a nerdy, nerdy know-it-all kid, and a little awkward kid, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought it was it was well done. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Um, so thank you for coming on. Yeah, no problem. It was, it was fun. fun. It was a good time. Um, yeah, like like I said, we're gonna do uh, scary stories to tell in the dark next week with Devin. Let's go read those so then and see that, and mm-hmm. then listen to next week's okay. episode, and you'll have some fun things. Maybe should I bring it to my movie then? Movies this week. That won't be out by then. Next, the books. The books. Yes, I was gonna say next week because remember we're recording this Mm -hmm. ahead of time. So when we talk to you, when you hear us talking on Thursday, it's actually for us Monday. The us is uh, you and me. The them is our listeners on Thursday or Friday or whenever they listen to it. Okay. So we're gonna go back to the future. What? And save uh, Marty's mom. Okay. Okay. Cool. (laughs) all right well cool dokia again thank you for coming this has been a lot of fun uh next week we will be looking at scary stories to tell in the dark uh now as we talked about everybody if you were listening uh this is a awesome awesome children's and i say children's loosely children's book series uh that came out when i was in elementary school uh back in the day so uh, if you haven't yet seen that Check it out from the library. Yeah, hell, even go online. You'll be able to find some of these, uh, some awesome scary stories. Be checking that movie out uh, with Devin. Uh, Ben's wife, if you guys remember Ben from uh, many, many episodes of The Drive-In, Devin is getting her way into the podcasting world, and she's going to make her mark on a scary movie. Uh, and we'll see how, uh, see how Ben stacks up to Devin uh, after next week. So now that we got her on, well, we'll have her on. We'll have to get both of them on and... Do some something pretty good here in the next uh, few months. Some October scary movie marathon or something. I don't know. I am on a rant and I am gonna let you guys go because you know what? I gotta get ready for school. Dora. <laughs>